Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Hello. so I'm so sorry in advance if my audio is weird because I have this mic that I'm not used to using and I feel like I have to like put it to my face. So how did your mic break? There's like um a USB that goes from the computer into the microphone. Yeah. And I was moving it, like trying to put it close to my face, and the micro USB broke off and is stuck in the microphone. What? Yeah. So do you have to and take like, that like in? Well, yeah. I mean, that yeah. mic was like $300. Shit. Hopefully. I mean, I'm sure I can get it out. I just need like tweezers, but I haven't even had the opportunity to look at it. I just like took it off and then I stole Dil- – this is Dylan's mic from his like gaming. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Dill, for letting me uh, – well, he doesn't know I'm using it, but I'm fucking using it. Um, oh, my God. How- wait, melt your background. What? Your oh yeah, DIY I project. And then I wore a shirt that matches it today. Not on purpose. <laughs> it just happened. It looks good. Why are you frozen? Am I frozen? Oh no. Okay, now you're not frozen. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. No, it looks good. Yeah. Is it like a green? Yeah, I think it's like a dark teal. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. It it's brightens not, it up. It's not like perfect, but. Uh, I'm not also not a professional painter, so like, what do you expect? You know. Yeah. yeah. Ian came home today from the, or he had a physio appointment, and he's like, "I have a present for you," and he like pulls out this like mini roller. I'm like, "What's that for?" He's like, "To fix all the parts that." <laughs> I'm <laughs> no. like, "Oh, you're a dick." But Wait, like thank a mini you. paint roller, a mini yeah, paint because roller. like you can see the brush strokes in some places. So he's like, "No, you need to roll the whole thing," and I'm like, "Okay, I'll I'll roll the the pieces that you don't like." But he's like such a perfectionist when it comes to painting, and I'm like, I'm like, so not. Yeah. How are you? How was your workout? It was good. It was fast. I'm trying to like shorten my workouts. I don't want to be in the gym for like even an hour and a half. I'm like, it's too much. Yeah, but an hour and a half is too long. It's way too long. But I feel like that's usually what my leg workouts were. Like I'm, I, I feel like I can keep going. So I'm like trying to stop myself from just like jacking up my cortisol and you know, like I, I'm like, okay, no. Well, what's, what's the goal right now? I'm just training for life, boo. There is really like no like set concrete goal. Just so you like, just want to like maintain? Yeah. Yeah. Just maintain maybe a little more muscle. I'm I'm just kind of like just doing it to feel mentally good, honestly. I feel like you don't really like like goals in the gym. I don't know. Like I'm not one who's like I'm training for strength and then I want to train for – and I respect that, the people that do. Like I want to mm-hmm. train for strength or I want to mm-hmm. train to put on muscle or lose whatever mm-hmm. muscle or gain or I don't know. I'm just kind of like I just want to go in and like feel good, like get a good sweat. Yeah. I, can't, I couldn't do that. I feel like I always need to be like working towards something or else I'm not like I'm so blah in there. I like will wander around aimlessly. You know what I mean? Like I do feel better on a structure, like a program or some type of split, like when I know what I'm training. Mm -hmm. But as far as like working to like overall, I guess like overall body composition, yeah, like I would like to tighten up a little, but I'm not – it's not like this huge goal that I'm like it needs to happen. Like I feel pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, you're just – you're in maintenance right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's so. good. I mean, yeah. if that's your goal, then I would say if you want to train for an hour and a half, then train for an hour and a half. Yeah. Because it doesn't I really know. matter at that point. But then sometimes after my workouts, I feel like really fatigued. Like I overdid it. Yeah. It's probably your nutrition, like in relation to the amount of training you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I got to get it balanced. So I'm just trying to like stop it Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Hmm. I was listening, you know, we love Andrew Huberman. Yeah. He's the best. He's He's like, he's so good. He, he like is all about, you know, scientific research. And he says like even over 50 minutes, which I get can be unrealistic for someone like Christopher or Ian where they need to take – they're lifting really, really heavy and they take long breaks and maybe their training is over that like hour threshold. He's like – it kind of becomes – I don't want to say the word pointless, but he's like it becomes kind of not really helpful for the body because then you just start producing a lot of cortisol if you're training over that like 60-minute mark. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean everyone's different. Everyone is different and like your body doesn't have like a timer in it that like 60 minutes it like goes off and it's like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but that's why I was asking, that's why I was asking. I was like, okay, well, what's your goal? Because if it's just maintaining, then at that point, who cares? If you're trying to put on muscle, I would say like with the amount of food you eat, doing a high volume training session that's 90 minutes long, isn't going to help you gain muscle. You know what I mean? No. But if for me, if I'm like trying to burn muscle, then I would for sure, I would like train myself into the ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Circuits. How's your training? Good. Um, I actually stopped resistance training at all. What? No weights. Nothing. Like not even circuits, not even like body weight lunges. Explain. I was talking to Ian about it because I was like, I still feel like I still feel like heavy, you know, like I still feel inflamed. I still feel like stiff, like all these things. And my, especially like I was doing lower body circuits only. And I was doing that three or four times a week, depending on how I felt. And my quads were just like constantly feeling like they were huge and pumped. And he was like, listen, like if you're actually serious about burning muscle and I know how your body responds, you probably shouldn't do a single bit of resistance training. He's like, you're going to need to be really patient and like get down to the, the weight that you want or the body that you want, and then slowly start to incorporate weight training again. He's like, but like, I don't think your body is going to like do what you want it to do if you're touching weights. And I was, I was doing circuits, but I was like still doing like a 45 on each side for my hip thrusts. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. You said that it's not, it's not like I'm like doing Pilates or something. Like I'm still like, you know, moving moving weight. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped and I honestly feel like physically better mentally. I miss it. Like mentally I'm like, Oh my God, like I want to suffer a little bit. And I honestly might start running. I haven't decided yet, but, um, like physically I feel like a lot I don't know, looser and like lighter yeah. and just yeah. like healthier. Yeah. That's good, Mel. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, it's going towards your goal, which is like you want to burn yeah. some muscle, mm-hmm. you know? Are you doing like walks or Peloton or anything? Well, I don't have a Peloton here. 
Oh yeah, Christopher stole it. It's here. Well, he stole the Florida one, and I actually <laughs> gave my Ottawa one to my mother-in-law. Oh, but yeah. uh, I, uh, I'm just walking. Yeah, walking for like an hour to an hour, hour and a half a day. That's amazing. And your yeah, walk is like a slow jog. <laughs> Mel is like a four point three on the treadmill. Like she can book ass. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, damn. And I have long legs too, like you. But you yeah, just, but you you're fly. on like, you're on like a seven incline and I'm on like a two, you know, it's very different. No, but I, I yeah, I mean, yeah, you fly. That's good. Yeah. But I'm like considering now that it's nice out, I'm considering like starting to like run. But I was jogging the other day out of the grocery store because we forgot the reusable bags in the truck. So I'm like jogging to get them and then I'm jogging back to Ian and he was like, your quads are way too big for you to run. Like you look like you're just like quads are like strided as you're like, and I'm like, I actually hate you. Like you should be telling me how small and skinny I look because that's what I want. Damn you, Ian. <laughs> uh, he thinks he's giving me a compliment. Yeah, but Mel, that's a that's a pretty that's a fast way to shred some muscle running. I know. I'm just scared of like the shin splints and the mm. joints and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I know that like your body will get used to it. It's like when I first started pelotoning, I swear I couldn't like walk the next day because my vagina was like bruised. And you get your body gets used to it, but I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start like running on pavement outside. Like that's gonna it's going to affect my like, you know, knees, yeah. my shins, yeah. probably my yeah. hips, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Um, I had the craziest weekend. What happened? I, I'll tell you about it off air because it's like, like you're going to, you, you're going to die. I'm not the even people joking. People are going to be so sad that you're not going to share with them. I will eventually, but okay, it's like okay. too soon. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, oh my god! It honestly, it's led me to like have like some like fun conversations with Ian and like think about certain things in terms of like monogamy and relationships and stuff like that. What I know this is this is so mean, and I don't mean to like you know dangle the carrot and not tell the story. But I I kind of today want to like use that what naturally happened to me on the weekend and the conversations that it brought up with Ian to like do like kind of like I was texting you about like a relationship Q&A type discussion yeah because I feel like I mean we have lots of questions a lot of people when they ask questions to us I think want to know about you know how you what you do after a toxic relationship or how you deal with being married to a bodybuilder or all these kind of things. So I feel like we'll talk about that. But first I want (laughs) to, so I had, I had an interesting weekend and it kind of brought up a conversation with Ian about um, like monogamy and like what would be considered cheating basically. Okay. Okay. Yep. And And I feel like this is the older I get, especially we're 32 now and the more couples we meet and the more people we meet, that definition is like, actually, I don't know. Is the definition of monogamy like only being with one person? I was just going to ask you that. Let me Google. Yeah. We need to Google it because I'm not sure if it's 
I was about to say, like, everyone defines monogamy differently. Yeah. But maybe there's actually just, like, one definition of monogamy. You know what I mean? Um, the practice or state of being married to one person at a time. Okay. So only so, one – yeah, the habit of having only one mate at a time. That's monogamy. Okay. So, like, what what we as a society traditionally think of as a marriage – would be monogamy, right? Yes. Yes. Like you're married to one person and you're faithful to them and that's the only person that you're whatever, intimate with, mm-hmm. whatever your definition is. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And wait, let me just preface this with you guys. I have no idea what the fuck she's about to ask me. We didn't even, I was, this whole episode was supposed to be a Mel interview and Mel's like, eh, I'm over talking about me. We'll just talk I'm, about I'm tired of myself already. And I'm like, okay, so I don't even know what this, this is about. It's relationships, you, but we're just going to roll with it. You also do not have to answer anything. Like if mm. I ask you something and you're like, mm, who cares? You can either lie yeah. or like not no, answer. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll be, I'll be truthful or I just won't answer. Yeah. Um, if you were to like go out with your friends and like have a, a girl's night and mm-hmm. you and a girl ended up making out. Okay. Would you consider that cheating on Chris, like you cheating on Christopher? <sighs> yeah. You would? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Even if it think- was like, ah, oh, we're drunk, whatever, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, high school, like whatever. Mm-hmm. People did that and I like just, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. would. I would. Yeah. Do you, think he, do you think he would consider it cheating? Yes. You do? I do. I do. So you, so you think I, if, you came, if you came home and you were like, <laughs> oh, I got a little like silly and I did something, he would, he would be pissed. Yeah, like a full – yeah, like a whole-blown makeout, like a little, like, girl peck or, like, I love you, whatever. Like, okay, that's one thing. But, like, yeah. Okay, no, this is this is what was happening this weekend. I can't say. But <laughs> <laughs> I got home and I'm the same as you, okay? Yeah, yeah. If, if I make out with somebody um, – man or woman and my husband's not there or he I mean <laughs> or if we hadn't like discussed it prior which yeah, like sh- yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. you never would but I knew in my mind I knew in my heart that I would consider that cheating but I also yeah. knew in my heart that my husband wouldn't so I knew yeah. Like if I did something like that and I came home, as long as I told him, if I tried to hide it, he'd probably be like, what the hell? Like that's yeah. weird. Yeah, but if yeah, I yeah. came home and I'm like, oh, like something happened and da 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 I ended up making out with so-and-so, he would be like, oh, cool. Like good for you, you know? But hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm. You, if you said that and it was about a girl, he a would girl. be like, oh, whatever. But a mm-hmm. man, he would say – Oh, oh no. Yes. So this oh, is no. where, yeah. He would not be okay with Melissa just like no. going off and making out with a guy and being like, hi, sorry, babe. Like this, no. whoopsie. But this this is what we kind of started debating because I was just like, well, why is it different? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And he was like, well, if I meet up with a dude, like, but, <laughs> but then he was like, you can't even have the conversation because it's not the same. Like men don't do that. Whereas girls do, I guess, or some do, I don't know. But um, I just found it so interesting. And I was, I was like, I mean, from what it sounded like when we and him were talking about it, even if it was more than just kissing, like if I actually hooked up with another girl. He wouldn't care? He says he would be kind of like, oh, that's weird. And it seems out of character for you. Mm-hmm. And he would ask questions, but he like, he doesn't think that he would be like upset. Divorce you. Or like Vegas is over, <laughs> or have an <laughs> argument, but that, but then I got wow. mad. At, but then I obviously got mad at him because <laughs> you're like you're supposed to care. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, I'm like all the crazy things that you start to think as a girl. I'm like, well, that's just because you're a disgusting pig and you want to have a threesome or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not interested in that. I just actually like wouldn't feel like insecure or like threatened by that whereas if it was a man I would for sure be insecure and threatened and I would be upset and I'm like mm. well that's honest that is honest yeah but I, I found it re- I found it so interesting so I've been like asking everybody that I talk to and from everyone that I've spoken to the women are like well I wouldn't do it anyways and the men have kind of been like well I wouldn't really care if it happened I feel like your brother would care. What oh, do you think? He would, well, right? Listen, it's Ian said the same thing. He's like, it's it's kind of tricky because I I know you as a person, and like as funny as you are and as open as you are, you're you're a extremely extremely faithful, like loyal, monogamous person. Yeah. So I wouldn't. It's really hard for him to even answer that, and I think Christopher would be the same because like yeah. if you did something like that, he would be like, but that's not. It's not you. He would yeah, be just more not like a character. Yeah, he would be more yeah. confused, and probably that would create some sort of like angst. Yeah, for sure, for sure, a hundred percent. Which is, yeah, I just thought it was wild, and I'll huh. I'll tell you the full story after. But it was, yeah, life, I'm really. Life is weird, you know. Yeah, like life is weird, and there's so many different kinds of people and different like relationships that exist in the world and I just find it I find it so fascinating yeah no and you know what there's a lot of people who are totally okay and they're open and it does yeah and they're open and like hey whatever suits you whatever you want to do you know just for me personally I would like I would not no (laughs) I'm you know me (laughs) no no Courtney doesn't even like to really talk about sex, so I just like to make her a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. She always does this to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, I just, I just can't. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Let's get into some questions that we got from only women. I didn't have any from men. Really? That's okay. Yeah, but it's interesting because when I'm like doing this – normally actually no that's not true if i'm with ian i'll get some but i get some guys but it's it's about it's usually asking for advice about relationships yeah you too yeah okay so how do you deal with your significant other being in the spotlight Hmm. 
Are you are you asking me? Am I going first? Do you want to answer well, first? Yeah, if you're ready. Um, I didn't read these ahead of time, by the way, so I'm not like, oh, I'm prepped and you're not. Like, yeah, no, I no, don't. it's okay. It's, it's all good, love. Yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't, I don't really feel anything towards it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just kind of, I don't want to say I'm used to it, but I think I got with Christopher before he was like, you know, ultra super everyone loves him like celebrity status so i kind of like grew with him as he was growing so it ha- it has it's not this like weird shock for me if that makes sense i'm just like oh like this is just a part of like what you do in your life like it's not it's not really hard but i do i will say this i will i I will say this. Social media. I okay, let me let me rewind. I definitely have trust issues that I'm working through with men. And it's stemming from my childhood. A thousand percent. Like not getting into it, but my parents got divorced, whatever, dad left for someone else, whole thing. I have these like really deep trustworthy wounds that are that I'm working through. So Christopher's never done anything to break my trust on social media or like do anything that is like sketchy or you know like questionable, but I still have moments of sometimes feeling like like perfect example yesterday. He posted a photo on his story (laughs) and it was like for Snapchat, like, oh, hey, like I'm on Snapchat. And it was like, he was like shirtless. It was like a black and white photo. And he put like, follow me on snap over his like chest and abs. (laughs) And I remember Snapchat as like a very like, I used it like seven years ago, like secretive things disappear, like sketchy little platform. And I know Snapchat's making a comeback and you can make money on Snapchat and all the things, but I kind of got like a little bit like insecure. I did. This this was literally yesterday. I'm like, oh, you're on Snapchat now? Like I'm saying it in a way that's like, I need reassurance, you know, which he did. He's like, it, like I can read it. It was like nothing. It was just like, hey, yeah, I'm using this. Like nothing is going on. Like I want to reassure you that it's literally just like another platform I'm trying to utilize and whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay. But um, back to the question of how do you feel like with your partner being in the spotlight, I don't want to create stories in my head. So I think I'm trying to do a better job of just like asking, like if something's, if I'm feeling something like the whole Snapchat thing, like being a little bit more direct and like, Hey, like, or just even, even being more direct and saying, Hey, like, this is kind of making me feel a little bit of a type of way. Like, can you, I don't know, can you enlighten me or like reassure me a bit? So do you think if you didn't have, um, your like issues from your childhood with like your whatever relationships with men, or trust with men, do you think that it would it would be the same? Uh, I don't know. I can't like really 
speak on it because I just don't know. You know, I wasn't like I, – I, I would like to think like, oh, it would be different. But I mean, I've had like, like I, patterns, you I know? Think it would be the, I think it would be the same. You do? If I, if I grew up differently? I, I think – I think there's a a point in anyone anyone's relationship that if someone is like super big and super like sought after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you're going to have a little bit of insecurity, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally not saying I would be completely like insecure free. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have a better um, a better foundation of trust where I think just from like previous relationships and like mm-hmm. my, you know, my parents, yeah. trust to me is like, you can't trust. You don't, you don't know, which is again, something I'm working on, but yeah, you're, you're probably right. I think anyone who's like in the public eyes, especially as much as he is, it's like, it can make people like just question a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. why I've like leaned into you before, like with certain things. <laughs> and Melissa, I don't know. <laughs> Melissa just like, look, girl, if it's going to fucking happen, he's going to do something. He's going to do something. You know, you just really can't stress it. I'm like, oh my God, I need more of that. <laughs> it's it's so funny because when I first started dating Ian, I had just come out of like a, oh my God, like. Yeah such such a stupid relationship you know what I mean like we cheat we both cheated on each other like he lied so much and then we broke up and I would take him back and I just loved him so much and he just constantly lied to me Mm. and I remember um Ian asking me like how are you like not crazy you know like you you don't really (laughs) care where I am you don't go through my phone you don't and I honestly like I just, at one point in my early 20s, I was like, if someone's going to cheat on me, I'm eventually going to find out. And it's like me looking constantly isn't going to stop it from happening. Yeah. So like, why not just like try to live in peace? Yeah. And it's the same thing with this, like how I would answer this question. It's like, listen, sometimes it's hard when your partner's in the spotlight, especially when you don't feel like great about yourself because you don't want to be put in the spotlight or you might be worried about what else is out there for them. But if your partner is someone who's going to do something unfaithful or lie to you, they're going to do it whether they're famous or whether they're not. A thousand percent agree. Yeah, It's not like, oh, I'm in the spotlight and I have attention. So now I'm going to become a cheating bastard. No, you, you are, or you aren't. Yes. And I trust in my ability to pick a husband and I know that I chose someone that who that's faithful and that's like yeah. all it is, you know? Yeah. No, I respect and, that. And you, I, I believe that you think that too. I do. Totally. I just, I just think you're healing your like past issues for you to actually like believe it. Yeah. And that's like literally what I'm like, we're working on like right now, even like with our therapist, a lot of it is like, like these like these tendencies of attachment that happen that are kind of developed in childhood. Like if someone's like more anxiously attached or avoidantly attached or a secure attached person, but leans maybe more one way. And Christopher's definitely more 
avoidantly attached, lean, secure, and I'm definitely anxiously attached. Why don't Why don't you like define avoidantly attached and anxiously attached for us? I'm sure s- securely attached, we can all, or you can define that too. I feel like you're like learning a lot about that right now. Yeah. So. Oh gosh, I don't want to like, like totally. You know, okay. but everybody, this. she's not a fucking therapist, so yes. don't don't eat her alive if she gets yes. something wrong. It's not a big deal. It's okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Mel. There's a book called Attached where you can like go learn all this or listen to it on Audible. But pretty much, an anxiously attached person really leans in and is kind of the person who is worried or creates stories or is someone who kind of lives in their head a little bit, who constantly needs their partner to like feel close with them. And avoidantly attached is someone who, and that's a very short definition, avoidantly attached is someone who kind of when they feel like they're getting close, they like kind of want to go the other way. Like they're okay with closeness, but they really love their independence. They really love being alone. They, They love their partner, but you know, they, they, they like their alone time and like feeling close is also kind of like, they don't want to feel like they can depend too much on their partner and then securely attached, which is like the, you know, the one that's the A plus is someone who is just like secure with their partner, secure with themselves and can really like they're they're okay to be like vulnerable and like lean in because like the pattern that our therapist like kind of talks to us about is like it's kind of like like a wave like like anxiously attached for instance like I lean in a lot right and then Christopher will like kind of like he'll lean in too and like meet me but then I'm like oh like this is you know, this doesn't feel normal to me because like normal to me is like this whole like lean in, lean out thing. And I'm probably explaining this a little bit like totally fucked up. So bear with me here. And then like I'll pull away and then he'll notice that. So he'll try. And it's just like this, it's just this whole like wave of like back and forth, back and forth. And it's really kind of about creating this like secure attachment within yourself and with your partner, but it takes a lot of awareness and a lot of work. So I recommend the book Attached it's it will give you like a better explanation kind of like of what you are but it's interesting but a lot of it they say is modeled from behavior with your parents shocker yeah (laughs) yeah childhood so so much pressure and we just can blame everything on mom and dad I know yeah no (laughs) and I'm I'm joking I'm joking obviously but so it's just it's just yeah something we're working through yeah i don't uh i don't i didn't know very much about avoidantly attached like i've heard i've heard anxiously attached mm-hmm. and i've heard secure but i didn't know about avoidant that's interesting mm, yeah yeah it's, it's kind of, it's, it's i'm sure it's hard having those two together it's definitely hard cuz if there's someone that's like anxiously attached and they're looking for a bit of reassurance and love and then it, there's a person that's like avoidantly attached so it's kind of like oh like I resent you needing me so I'm going to pull away cuz I don't want us to depend on each other too much and then it's yeah. like feeding into the anxiously attached you know what I mean that's tricky yeah. yeah it's been it's interesting we're watching all these like little videos and things on it right now and 
it's it's an interesting process. When I get when we get into it a bit more, I'll like try to give a better explanation of all of this stuff. But yeah, I love learning about stuff like that. Like yeah. I'm just like so fascinated by like basically healing. Like you yeah. know, humans yeah, like actually being able to understand why they feel the way they feel sometimes and then being able to kind of like logically work through those feelings. I feel like it's like so cool. Yeah. It's really powerful. So (laughs) this, this person wants to know if people look to our men as stronger figures and if they do, how do we deal with that? Do you want to answer this first? I feel like this question is kind of open for interpretation. Like stronger um, figures, like, oh, they're more admirable. Is that Because, listen, in my mind, I am very happy that my husband is the strong figure because I want to be in a relationship where my husband is the head of the household. Yeah. Um, so if anyone is to look at my husband as being the stronger figure, I would say thank you very much. That's like how I want my life to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I would I would have to agree. I literally don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I feel like I'm very proud that I am like married to a strong, like masculine man. Like Yeah, that's, I agree. That, that's what I chose, you know? Yeah. Um. This is interesting. Have you found it hard carrying your own weight in the relationship? For example, financial, social media, what you bring to the table, face value, et cetera. Ooh, this is juicy. Carrying our own weight as in like how we show up in the relationship, like with these things. Yeah, I guess like I kind of interpret this as like the that weird kind of power balance that there always is in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like in terms of someone making more money or someone, I don't know. I get you. For me, obviously that's what comes up. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I feel, I feel that. Wait, repeat the question one more time. So like, have you found it hard carrying your own weight in the relationship financially, social media, face value? Etc. Um, I had this thing. Well, first of all, do you want to go first? No, go ahead. I think I had this thing where I was always scared of like getting hurt or like had like these abandonment wounds that I have, right? Not being defined by them, but like something that I'm that are I'm aware of. So what I would try to do to protect myself was really not be on the same team as Christopher for a minute. Like I was like, I would get really bothered that I couldn't contribute as much or that I couldn't, that I didn't have the, you know, maybe as much as the, of, of the luxury as like just to plan something and go somewhere and book it, you know, because of his income versus mine. So I would have all of these. It it was hard for me for a little bit to depend, not depend as in like, oh, take care of me, but, but like work together as a team. Like I felt I had kind of a, a hard time with that. Like I was, I was always like, I just need to be able to do this by myself. Uh, And it made him feel really sad. 
he's like, I view us as like a team and like we help each other and we work together. And I feel like at moments when you feel insecure, Courtney, you want to separate and like you need to like have your own box with your own things and you don't want any help or any, you don't want to do this together. And I've gotten a lot better with being more of a team and like accepting that. That doesn't mean I don't want, you know, I don't have my own goals and things I want to work towards and whatnot, but that was, that was a, a bit of a, I don't want to say insecurity of mine, but it was something that I struggled with for sure that I'm getting better with. What about you, Mel? It's interesting because I feel like when I was younger, I cared less. What do you mean cared less? Like you didn't like. I I was never like insecure about like depending on Ian or needing Ian or relying on Ian. You know what I mean? I never felt like I had to um, like, you know how it is these days where it's like be an independent woman. Like you need to, if, if you can't take care of yourself without your man, then you're foolish or whatever people say. Yeah. Um, I was never like that. I was always like, I was just happy with how close we were and that he was successful and he liked taking care of me and I liked taking care of him in different ways Mm -hmm. um, than financial. But I was also like in university. So I don't think I had like the same personal insecurity in terms of being like like a successful, fully functional adult, whatever that means. Um, And like how I grew up, my parents were always like, you know, go to school, get a job, like make your own money. Uh, and it was always just assumed that that's what I would do because I was a smart, you know, independent young kid. Like that's just always what was assumed. Yeah. So once I graduated university and it kind of started, my life started changing a little bit. I definitely struggled and still struggle with the idea that like my husband kind of supports our family and it's it's very hard for me like i don't and it has nothing to do with how close i feel with ian or me being like scared that if we break up that i'll be screwed it's actually like it's it doesn't stem from that that at all it stems from myself and the pressures that i have felt as like a woman growing up in my household and in this society but I also take extreme pride in like who I am as a wife yeah. and like I take pride in my home. I take pride in my family. So it's not, um, I'm like working on it, but I think like number one, you always have to be secure in yourself and what you bring to the table. But I also think a lot of that comes from your partner and them showing how much they appreciate you and giving you validation and like how much you mean to them. And like, I get that unconditionally from my husband. Like he tells me every day, he doesn't know what he would do without me. And that like, like, and I say the same to him. So like, yeah, obviously it's very important to kind of be secure in yourself and you know what you bring to the table as a human. But sometimes when that's, when you're struggling with that, it's important to have a partner that's like, shows appreciation with yeah. even even without you asking you know what yeah. I mean yeah totally no I can and it's the agree. same thing with you saying like Christopher saying like I want us to be a team like like part of 
part of me like doing this and making this money is because like I want to take care of you. Like this is something that makes me happy. So like yeah. why would we as women like like block that? And like I know it's like I don't know. I feel like society has just gone like so far the other way and it's like really sad to me. It's it's a society thing too. Like 100%. Like yes, Mel makes her own money and I make my own money. It it's straight up. Is it as much as Ian and Christopher? No, it's not. But mm-hmm. whatever. Like we're doing our thing and we're like working on projects and I I feel like even I've gotten like comments and like on like Q&As and stuff. It's like so like what do you even do? Are you just like a stay at home? <laughs> Like, which at first, like, it kind of, like, hurts my ego a little bit. I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You know? But, like, yeah, I do do a lot of shit around the house. Even if I am staying home and taking care of my husband and he's paying the bills, why is that angering you? Like, it's so strange to me. People get really – people get really mad. Yeah. Really triggered. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of comments, actually. And I've actually kind of taken them, like, a little bit personally. And then I'm just kind of like, meh. No. Reflection of you. Yeah, I feel like the 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 answer to that is like, are you okay? Like, do you do you need help maybe changing your life so you feel happy with it? Yeah. Like, because that's like, I don't know. I just feel like you should live and let live. Just like if you want to be a woman that wants to have your own bank account and make your own money, and that makes you feel good and and that helps your marriage, then do it. I'm so yeah. happy for you. But like, yeah. that's I like, think- that's not. I know. My life, you know? Yeah, it just, it really, like the whole, like the pendulum swings the other way. Like it was very like, you know, back in the day, like the the father was this or the husband, the man was this and the mom was the nurturer. And then it was like, no, like we need like boss bitches, which I respect 1000%. Mm-hmm. You know, the women got to come into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. But now it's like, like we were talking about motherhood, like kind of on the last episode, like that's a goal for us. And that's mm-hmm. that's not really like a goal that's like, oh, you want to be a mom? Like that's that's your goal? Like you know, it's not really like an admirable goal, which is sad because in my eyes it is. But um, yeah, it, 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 it makes me like think like people – like if you can do it all, if you and the husband can both or you and your partner, wife, husband, whatever, can both like – work really hard, you know, take care of the house and raise a family and do it all together and like amazing. If it's more if it's more of like, hey, we have our like roles here, then that's also amazing. I just feel like you should do what you want to do and it shouldn't be this like really like look down upon thing if like you're not mm-hmm. a, you know, a CEO or a making this money like your man or I and if you're watching kids or if you're doing other things for your man, like I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but a little bit a bit in our culture, it's kind of like, ooh, wow, that's what you do. There's there's also like we all we can plan our lives and we can have goals as much as we want, but there's always gonna be situations that happen that we can't plan for and that we can't expect. And honestly, a huge thing for me is to bloom where you're planted. So if I had this, I got this degree and I wanted to get my master's and become a therapist. And then all of a sudden I have this opportunity that I actually don't have to work and I can just travel and spend so much time with my husband and potentially raise my kids. And I'm just going to say, no, I'm not going to take that opportunity because I, my goal was this, like when that's actually what I want. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. I just think everyone yeah. should really like figure out what your values are and figure out what means the most to you and figure out how in your life and in your situation, you can cultivate your environment to be about those things. Yeah. And my number one value is always going to be family. Like it's, yeah. it's always going to be family. It's yeah. family over money. It's family over anything. It's family. And then it's going to be time. So mm-hmm. if I can like have free time and freedom and have a family, then like I'll, I'm going to do it the best way possible for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. I don't think one way is a better way or, you know, it's just like you said, like get your values in order. What do you want? What's aligned for you? What, what's, you know, what is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like reasonable, like, you know, I, I know it's not a privilege for everyone to, you know, one stay home, one work, whatever, but just figuring out what works for you. You know, I don't, I think that's the most important thing. Is it hard making a name for yourself separate from your partner and having your own thing? want to go first? <laughs> Listen, I've had this for my entire life. I've either been Ian's girlfriend or wife or Christopher's sister. And, um, I remember being like younger and I would, I'd be around people and someone would come up and be like, Oh, you're Seabum's sister or, Oh, you're Ian Valier's wife. And people that are, I, I would smile and I'd be like, yeah. And people that I'm with would be like, she has her own name. And like, they would get offended <laughs> for me. And, uh, I kind of like have made it a little joke, you know what I mean? Like I'll like play on it, but, uh, being Christopher's sister and being Ian's wife are two things that I'm like extremely proud of. Yeah. So for me to be known by that, it's not offensive. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't, I'm a very non ego driven person, so I don't need people to know my name. I don't people, people still think that I'm Christopher's wife sometimes, Someone tagged me the other day and said, Seabum wife. And I was like, no, you must be new here. Um, But no, I don't. uh, I would like to be um, more financially secure as an individual because I honestly like buying people presents and like, you know, I, 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 I would like to be able to help my parents out, like just little things like that. But that to me has nothing to do with me having my own name for myself or having my own thing. Um, And there's obviously things that I'm passionate about that I want to do, but I would literally like do them behind Ian's name or Christopher's name because I don't, I don't really care for people to know who I am or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's interesting because I mean, I, like got into the sport and stuff such a long time ago. So I kind of like, whatever, quote unquote, built a name before Mm -hmm. any of my partners or current partner, like I I did it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But now like being with Christopher where a lot of people like refer to me as like C-Bomb's girlfriend (laughs) or whatever and not like Courtney – I truly like I maybe if I was younger, like twenty four or something, I would be bothered by that. Like you oh. wouldn't. I don't think you would. Really? Yeah, maybe I would. I don't care at all. Like being at the Olympia and not like 
being able in, you know, not doing it myself when something I used to do or like going to his events and like being his little cheerleader on the side, like truly the best thing zero, zero fucks do I give to be like known as something else. Like, yeah, I have a name. My name's Courtney, but I'm not like upset or anything when people say that. I just like truly love showing up and supporting Christopher and whatever he does and it doesn't affect me. No. I think a lot of these questions are obviously going to be based on like what people see and what they think is like reality. But I think what people don't understand is that when you're like real relationships in your life are so strong and so good and so, um, fulfilling. Yeah. These things like having followers or like being famous or having your name known, at least for me, um, literally mean nothing. So like when I'm at Ian's show and I'm running around and tanning him until 2 a.m. and like not eating and like so stressed out. And so like that to me is like, and I'm seeing my husband like do what he loves and thrive. That means more to me than anything in the entire world. I agree. And like I, what I realized honestly in um, 2021 when I was like supposed to compete and I didn't and Ian did like four shows and we were just traveling around and I was just like, like that, that is my calling. Like that's what I feel happiest doing. Yeah. And that's honestly what I'm best at. So there's no, there's, there's no like missing piece. You know what I mean? Like everything is so full. It's just like, I don't. I understand why people are asking, but like, I guess the answer is like the cup's so full, like I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. I. Would you only date a bodybuilder? Oh my God. (laughs) I get this so much. And I I don't know if it's because I'm so muscular too. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I would never date a bodybuilder. I would never date. Never. The only bodybuilder that I would ever even come close to is named Ian Valier. And I would never, before or after him, I would have <laughs> never gone f- for anything of the sort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in my last episode, I was like, I don't want to date a guy in fitness. Bodybuilding, fitness, nothing. Zero. Nope. Don't want it. And then whatever. But um, no, it would not be my first choice. <laughs> Okay. But that's not saying I don't love Christopher and his, you know, body and all the things. I just – it wouldn't be my first choice. No, it's not like, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, anything. Okay, we break up and then like, oh, am I getting – who's – you know, let me go search for a bodybuilder. No. Well, listen, you're right. You don't actually know who you're going to fall for or fall in love with. But I think you don't like – find your person because of what they look like or what they do. No. It's literally because your souls like connect and there's not, that's not tied to an occupation or a look or anything like that. And I think uh, anyone who's searching for relationships that are based off of those like more surface level things are just going to end up in a surface level relationship. Yeah. Um. Advice for prep living with my boyfriend while he's on. Oh, sorry. Advice for my boyfriend's first prep while I'm living with him. 
So advice for him or her? Her. She's living with her boyfriend. Her. And got he's it, on it. prep. And it's her fir- – I'm assuming it's her first time either living with him for it or his first time prepping. Okay. Do you want to go? You want me to go? <laughs> uh, uh, you go. I don't I, – do you – do you have experience like, like I know obviously with Christopher, but Christopher was like a long time professional by the time you were living yes. with him and he was competing. Yes. So I actually just had someone ask me this question this last weekend when I was in Tampa. Uh-huh. And what I said was, if you love this person, you're going to support what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're in the wrong relationship if you can't support what your partner is doing, regardless of whatever it is, okay? Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two is you have to understand that it's temporary. This isn't like a forever thing and that it is temporary. So for the time being, make the most of it. Like this one uh, the, this one girl was asking me like, well, what do you do for date night? Or like, what do you do for – and I'm like, well, you can do other things than eat, right? Like you and Ian always go to the movies. You guys love yeah, we, the movies. Yeah, we go to movies. We used to do um, mini putting a lot. Yeah, bowling, mini. Mm-hmm. You could just do maybe an activity. There has been so many Olympias that have fallen on my birthday or like oh where Christopher's prepping. Like you too. Remember this year? <laughs> well, Melissa's birthday. I, I was then- literally going to kill somebody. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever been so and it wasn't even it wasn't even Ian it was it like was, my parents I was like I actually don't matter like I I actually felt like nobody loved me that's how yeah. I felt well I love you and it all worked I out I know that and but, I, it's so crazy because it's just a birthday but like I was I actually felt like Joseph loved loved me that's how I felt shout out to Joseph if you're listening shout out he to came, you Joseph he came over with like a cake and like a th- <laughs> and he bought me presents it was so cute oh. Okay, sorry. But, keep going. No, yeah, but like there's Just triggered been, me a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. There has been so many like birthdays or Christopher and I's anniversary um, that have fallen around his prep or the Olympia. So mm-hmm. like something that we've done is like we've had like anniversaries where um, or like a birthday where like we'll make like at home like bunless burgers with sweet potato fries. Remember all the times we did that too? Like oh, yeah. you just like have like you just mm-hmm. you just have to modify and adjust. And understand that it's temporary and you'll get to go enjoy your date night at your restaurant or whatever it is. But for the time being, support your partner. Show up for them because that is going to mean more than anything. And that's a true partnership right there in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. I mean there's obviously like the things like that that do suck especially when you're younger. Because I find, especially when I was younger, I liked to go to the bar and I like to go have like wine and dress up and be seen with Ian and all that kind of stuff. And that is going to go away when they're prepping. And like Court said, like you can figure out other ways um, to spend quality time. And there's also other ways for you to go out to the bar or to nice dinners because hopefully you have girlfriends or your mom or your sister or your brother. And um, honestly when Ian's prepping and I'm not, I go out to dinner a lot more with like my family or my girlfriends because I still do like to go out to dinner. Um, but there is also uh, a tough thing that happens when some people prep and they become a lot more emotionally distant. 
And that's hard because even if you're making time to do those like date nights, mini putting or going to the movies or like at home dinners, um, sometimes your partner actually doesn't really like have energy or choose to have energy to show emotion and to um, make time for you and make time for your relationship to connect on that level. And um, it is temporary. And I struggled a lot with this with Ian's first prep when I was, I actually wasn't living with him. I was still living at my parents' house, but I was spending a lot of time at his house and he became a complete emotional zombie. Um, We stopped having sex. We stopped cuddling. Like it was just like, he, I remember he would like make me breakfast every morning and that was kind of his only way to show that he cared. Yeah. And, uh, that was like all good and well, but like, I think after about eight weeks, I was kind of like, yo, like there's no, I'm like my emotional, like tank, it's empty. Like there's no, there's nothing. And I can't, I can't deal with this. And he said the same thing. He's like, it's only temporary. Like once I'm done the show, it's fine. It's fine. And I do think if, if you know something's temporary, you can deal with it and you can be okay but it becomes a bigger conversation when someone's going to be prepping every year because it's easy to say like, Oh, it's just when it's just during prep when I'm like this. But even if someone's doing a 12 week prep, that's like 33% of your year that you're now basically sacrificing your emotional needs because your partner is prepping for a bodybuilding show. Yeah. Um, so my advice would be to, especially if it's his first prep, or his first prep living with you to give him a lot of grace um, because he's learning and you're learning. And I would kind of communicate after his show, maybe what you need and moving forward, how you guys can be stronger together, even during prep, because I don't really believe in the whole, it's just short term during prep. So just like suck it up yeah. because people do usually do at least one show a year. And that's like a lot of your life for you to just be like sucking it up. I think your relationship should be something that makes you so happy and makes you feel so loved and so full. And like, just like it's, it's the most important special thing in your life. So I would just make sure that you figure out how to kind of work through the changes that happen in people during prep, because if like, if Christopher can do it and if Ian can do it and they're competing at the highest level, like there's no excuse for anybody really. Yeah, no, totally. And I think another thing, like you said, Mel, is like, you got to communicate. You have to, you know, you don't want to be resentful and let things build up. Like if you're needing like maybe some, emotional validation or like just like, hey, babe, you want your partner to be like, hey, babe, I see you. Like, you know, I love you. I'm here for you. Or just a cuddle on the couch, whatever it is, just communicate that. You know, don't push your needs aside. Like, yeah, you're going to have to make sacrifices in some areas, like maybe going out all the time with your partner or, you know, going on dates and whatever. But you can do that in other ways with family, with friends, like Mel said. Um, But being, being able to communicate like, hey, I'm feeling this. Like, do you think we could maybe spend 15 minutes doing this together? Or I really appreciate when you do this because I know right now, 
you don't really have a lot to give, but like these little words mean so much to me. So just keeping it really open and clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like that's enough, you know? Yeah. That's good. That's perfect. Yeah. That was an hour and it didn't really feel like an hour. No, that was great. I okay, love well, Q&As. Yeah, so I love Q&As <laughs> and I also love talking about love. So thank you guys for yeah. letting me do that. Um, I think uh, next time we film, we should kind of dive into a little bit of like girl chat. Like I said to you before, I kind of yes. want to discuss birth control. Ooh, let's do it. Because I just got my IUD out and fertility and all those like treatments and tests, not treatments, sorry, I'm not going through treatments, tests that I've been doing and stuff like that. So I feel like that'll be a fun way to like chat next week. What do you think? Yeah, I would love to talk about that because I even, I I don't know, there's something in me that kind of started to like panic a little Mm -hmm. bit. I'm like, I'm going to be 30 and like, I'm not getting married until I'm 31. And then like, Mm -hmm. when do kids come? And I know you're kind of at that age right now where you're like, right? Like, what are we doing? The biological clock is real and you do start to feel a sense of extreme anxiety and panic. Yeah. You really do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm sure it's, I'm, I'm sure it's intense for women, but men with female partners that are whatever turning 30 in their thirties, I'm sure they feel the same way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's next week. And, uh, thank you guys for listening once again. We're so happy. We still are so excited to be doing this. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys.